Okay, so Bezras Hashem, we're going to be continuing with our series of Shirim entering the Sea of Wisdom based on the teachings of the Tzaddik and the Gon Rav Yitzhak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. And Bezras Hashem, what we're going to be looking at today are some teachings from Lakute Divri Aleichem Chaim that were given over throughout the years in Parshas Achrei Mois Kedoshim and that were compiled for this week's Nishmas and Chadasin. Now, what the Rebbe is going to be speaking to us about a little bit is the, the matzev, the chait, and the experience of Nadav and Avihu. And the experience of Nadav and Avihu is one of the more particularized points that the tzaddikim look towards to try and understand exactly what went wrong over here. Because as far as we understand, Nadav and Avihu were tzaddike oilam, and which is the ultimate truth. And Nadav and Avihu, not only were they the sons of Aaron, but they were the nephews of Moshe Rabbeinu, and they were Meslahiv to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, their Avodah towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu was within the Dor Hadea and it, at the upper echelons of the Dor Hadea. So the Kuliyama lo pligi that Nadav and Avihu were tzaddikim. And these two tzaddikim, their Hislahavas and their attempt to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is ultimately what we're all trying to do, at the end of the day, something goes wrong and they lose their lives. They're Nehera Gal Kedesh Hashem, and Ad Kedekach, that this hariga, this death of Nadav and Avihu, is not simply a tragic tale, but rather it's part and parcel of our very fundamental understanding of what Avodah Hashem should be, as the Arizal points out in Shah Kavanos and Priyetz Chaim when it comes to the Amim Naraim, and when it comes time for Yom HaKippurim, that when a person hears about the Misa of Nadav and Avihu, that if a person can't cry, as a result of reading about Nadav and Avihu, then it's a simon mufak that there's something wrong with their Avodah. Now, Baruch Hashem, our tzaddikim have told us that crying doesn't necessarily mean crying. But as we say in Tachanin, we say, Shema Hashem kol b'chi. We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should hear the sound of my tears. The implication being that there's a sound of tears as well as tears themselves. And we come to such a place very often where tears are no longer possible for an infinite amount of reasons. But what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still willing to listen to, Berachamim Rabim, is the kol b'chi, is the potential of tears. The fact that we want to cry and that we can't cry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still looking at that as if we were crying. And therefore, the fact that Nadav and Avihu and their story is meant to elicit such a spiritual potency on the holiest day of Yom Kippurim highlights the fact that their Misa was not simply this renegation or this denial of their avoida, but rather we have to understand something about Nadav and Avihu as it applies to each and every one of us in Avoida Sashem. And what the Rebbe starts off with is a famous teaching from Rav Shimshan Astropolia. Now Rav Shimshan Astropolia in describing the Misa of Nadav and Avihu, he points out that the Pasuk Lifnei Hashem that they brought in front of Hashem is indicative and it teaches us and it gives us an access point to properly understand exactly what is going on with Nadav and Avihu. Because the shame Hashem, the shame Yudke Vavke, in its simplicity, is representative of Oilam Ha'atzilus. Oilam Ha'atzilus, for our understanding, is that world of Yichud, that world where Or is so clear and present that it's almost impossible for a person to mistake one thing for the other. In the world of Atsilas, yes, we're talking about a world that is already created. So we're talking about something that is not HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavyachol, which is why the Svarim point out that the Lashon of Atsilas is the same Lashon as Eitzel, as something that is proximate or close by. 
highlighting a very important point that even when you come to the highest level, which is Olam HaAtzilus, you're still only eight cell. You're still only close by in proximity because as we know from the Rebbe's teaching so often that the moment the person thinks that they're exactly where they need to be, there's no clearer sign in the world than being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But rather the simen mufak of Avedis Hashem is desire and shuka. So Nadav and Avihu were not in the world of Atzilus, they were in the world of Lifnei Hashem, the world that precedes the shame of Hashem, which is the world of Bria. Now, out of those four worlds that we typically identify ourselves with, or we identify our Avoida with, we have Atzilus, and then we have Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Atzilus is going to be considered a world of Yichud, and Bria, Yitzira, and Yitzira Abriya, Yitzira, and Asiya, all three of them together, representing a full unit, are going to be representative of Eilamos of Pirud, worlds of separation, where the light and the unifying light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not entirely present. The world of Atzilus corresponds to the Darga of Chachma. Chachma is Bittel. Chachma is the nullification of the self. It's Bittel B'Metzius. It's when a person recognizes that their ego and their identity and the things that make us who we are and our attachments and the things that we care so much about and all of the activities that we do, yes, they are part of us. Yes, they are representative of who we are. But at the level of Bittal, they are not the essence of who we are. At the level of Bittal, we acknowledge that the essence of what we are is the chayus, is the vitality that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends down to us. And that at every moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mechaya us. Chachma is the ability for a person to say ma to themselves. Like Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron announced, ma. what are we? This ability to say, what am I to the self, to question all of the things that I typically assume are my identity, is the avoida of bittel, of self-nullification. And the avoida of Chachma is the less that I think about myself. The less that I pay attention to myself and the more that I think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more that I focus my avoda not on my own benefits or my pleasure that emerges from it, but rather for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This bittel, this self-nullification is the avoda of the world of Atzilus. In the world of Bria, however, what we find is the Mida of Bina. Now, Bina is very different than Chachma. If Chachma is bittel, if Chachma is the recognition that there is no self, and then in truth, all there is is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Avoida of the world of Bria is the Avoida of his Hizboinenus, of contemplation, of me looking at the world and seeing how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present in all things, but there's still an I. There's still a sense of me looking outwards towards objects, towards other people, me still questioning what I need for myself. Where will I find the most benefit in Avodah Hashem? Where will I find the most ability to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu the way I want? And in that place of Bina, in that world of Bria, there's a sense of self that is always yearning to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the avoida of yegiya and shuka and putting in effort and choosing where I want to place my strengths and pushing myself forward and recognizing the particulars of what makes me who I am as opposed to somebody else, right? We say in the first bracha that that the mida of bina is the ability to be mavchin ben davar ladavar, to distinguish between one thing and another. And the only way for me to properly distinguish who I am from somebody else is to identify those characteristics that make me me. 
So it's an avoida of the self and it's an avoida of yegiya and desire and yearning. But without that mida of chachma, without bitol, unbridled yearning, unbridled desire, this constant sense of I need to do more, I need to do more, I need to do more, can become profoundly overwhelming and even destructive, as we're going to see with regards to Nadav and Avihu, and their reenactment, so to speak, of the Chet of Adam Arishon. So the Rebbe says as follows on Daf Dalid, and this is going to be, I'm sorry, in, in Chafhei, the whole sugya goes from Chaf Gimel, Chaf Dalet, Chaf Hei, Chaf Vav, and it's Kedai to look at the whole thing. But the Nekuda that we're going to be looking at is going to be Nekuda Tes Zayin. Uba'oifen Penimi, the Rebbe says. And from an inner perspective, Isa Shebazeh Chazru Nadav Va'avihu Al-Bachina Schet Adam Harishon. That because Nadav and Avihu only were Oiches on the level of Bina, Lefnei Hashem, they only focused on that chuka, on that burning desire to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu with themselves, without focusing on bittel, without focusing on chachma, that by doing this, they reenacted the chet of Adam HaRishon. Because what we find by Adam HaRishon as well, shagam eitzel Adam HaRishon bepnimius haya hachet shehigbir hahashleikikus me'al habittel. That what we find by Adam HaRishon is that Adam HaRishon partook of the Eitzadas Toivarah on Erev Shabbos, the days of the week, the Avoida of Chol, the Avoida of the six days of creation is the Avoida of Bina, of Yegiyah, of working towards something, of identifying the difference between Chesed and Gvura and Teferes and what is good for me and what is not good for me and the Lamatas Melachos and trying to be Mevarer, exactly where I need to find my place in this world. That's the Avoida of Bina. Adam and Chava were meant to wait until Shabbos to partake of the Eitzachayim, to partake of the Eitzadas, rather. Because Shabbos is the Avoid of Bittel, Shabbos is the Avoid of Chachma. But what did Adam Arishon do wrong? Adam Arishon didn't wait until Shabbos. He didn't wait to be Mavatel himself with the light of Chachma that comes down on Shabbos. But rather, he was Makdim, he, he was impatient, and he partook of the Eitzadas, Tovarah, while still in the Avoida of Bina, which is the Avoida of Hishtoikakus and the Self. Shagam Eitzel the Marishon Bipnimius Hayahachet, Shehigbir Hashtoikakus Me'al Habitl, that Adam Marishon focused too much on the Hishtoikakus and the yearning and the desire and the sense of lack that is associated with Bina over and above the Avoida of Bittel, which is self-nullification and realizing that everything is good. And this in and of itself is the inner meaning of what the Achila of the Eitzadas was. Because according to Chazal, the Eitzadas was grapes. According to the Maimar of Chazal, one of the Shitos is that the Eitzadas was grapes. And Yayin, as we will see throughout the writings of the Rebbe and throughout the writings of the Mikubalim, especially when it comes to the Kavanas of Purim, Yayin and drinking is associated with Bina. Because what happens when a person drinks wine? A person is mislahev within themselves. It's a fierce taste that awakens within the self, an intensification and a potentiation of the self where the self begins to go to battle with itself and one part fights the other. And out of that friction of the self with itself, there emerges a sense of intoxication, a sense of intensity. That yayin, which is the gematria of seven, uh, of 70 is going to be the same gematria associated with the shame of Bina. 
And so we see that partaking of the chet of the Eitzadas prior to Shabbos was the aspect of drinking wine before Shabbos, which is the aspect of just yearning desire and this craving to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu without the bittel, without the bittel of Shabbos. Because Yayin, the Rebbe says, is the Bechina of Hishtoikikus. Vishasa hayayin koidim zmano. Baradam Arishon drank the wine prior to its proper time. Hainu koidim Shabbos koidash. He drank it before Shabbos. Shabbos Shabbos koidash meir or hachachma or habitl. Because when Shabbos comes in, what we do is we transition from Bina into Chachma. We transition from a sense of lack into a sense of fullness where a person has to say to themselves, as if everything is good, as if everything is full. That's when I nullify myself in the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And had Adam Arishon waited until Shabbos, then not only would drinking the ayin of the eight sadas not have been a chait, but it would have been a tikkun. He would have been able to make kiddush. And what's the chiddush of making kiddush on Friday night? Shekiddush al ayin b'shabes kodesh ubebchinas ha'hishtoikikus shebetoicha bittel. This is the nakuda that I wanted to bring out because this is the nakuda that is very rooted in the Rebbe's mahalich. What's the inyan of Shabbos kodesh? The inyan of Shabbos kodesh is not just bittel. It's not just not drinking the wine. It's not just forgetting about the self, but it's the miracle of the avoida of hishtoikikus within bittel, the ability for a person to yearn and to desire to move forwards. And the desire to move forwards is always already the recognition that where I am right now is not good enough. And that sense of chisaron that emerges from the midah of bina. During the week, that chisaron and that sense of self and that desire to move forward based on my own expectations of myself and what I want for myself, that's the avoida of bina. And when left on its own, it's dangerous. But on Shabbos, we have that feeling at the same moment of having the feeling of bittel. It's the recognition that I want to move forward at every moment. But at every moment, I also am aware of the fact that wherever I am is where I'm meant to be. And it's this paradoxical movement of desire to move forward, while at the same point feeling satisfied where I am, which is the chiddush of hishtoikikus besoich a sense of self which is desiring to move forward, yet a recognition that there is no self and that wherever I am is exactly where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to be, so that if I can't accomplish what I want, instead of feeling broken and brokenhearted and downtrodden about it, I accept it as if it's the perfect experience that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from me. That's the Indian of Hishtoikikus Shebetsoich HaBittal, a desire within self-nullification. And this is the way that we rectify Hishtoikikus. This is the way that we take the self, that we take our egos, that we take our desires and our expectations and our shamsins about who we are and what we're meant to do in the world and to do the things that make us feel good and to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu almost in that lolishma sense of for my own sake. And on Shabbos, we take that and instead of just getting rid of it, we illuminate that sense of self with the bitl of Chachma which creates this paradoxical space of a sense of self that recognizes that it's really nothing but the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is a chiddush, because if we just drank from the light of Chachman Shabbos, so sure it would be bitl, but there would be no feeling of I am experiencing this, I am the one engaged in this. But the chiddush of Shabbos Kaidesh, as the Rebbe is pointing out, is to be margish a desire to move forward, 
which is always predicated on a sense of deficiency and lack, yet at the very same moment, simultaneously to live with a sense of fullness so that I can, so to speak, be okay wherever I am, even though I am desiring to move forward. And if a person, if Adam Arishon were capable of doing that, then he would have been able to eat from the Eitzachayim as well. Because as our tzaddikim point out to us, as the Leshem points out in the tzaddikim of Ishbitz and Radzin, based on the Zayra Kadush, that the Eitzadas itself is the Eitzachayim. Right? That there's really only one tree. The Bali Tosos point this out as well, and the Meshiloach says, the Eitz. And then we see that the Eitzadas, the Toivara, is also Besaychagan. The concept of Toich, the concept of the middle, is singular. There's only one center point. You can't have two center points. As Mamela, that they're one in the same tree. And had Adam HaRishon waited to experience Shabbos, he would have been Mahapich the Eitzadas. And that sense of Ishtaikikus and desire and yearning and transformed it into a vessel to allow for Bittal to express itself even more. And as the Rebbe is going to continue, we're not going to see it inside, but this is what happened with Nadav and Avihu. With Nadav and Avihu, there was only Ishtaikikus. They didn't necessarily receive that Bittal from Moshe Rabbeinu or from Aaron. They went in on their own. They went in with their own sense of, I need to move forward. I need to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a forward-moving motion. And had they been mityachidit with that or of bitl, with that or and that recognition that wherever I am is exactly where I need to be, then they would have been zaycha to oiris gevoyim, which would have been the oiris of Yom Kippur. But because we couldn't, because they couldn't for whatever reason, so now on Yom Kippur, we remember this. We remember this avoida of yegiya and desire to be better than I am, but at the same moment being fully okay with who I am. So it's a willingness to try and be better at every moment without that negative self-talk and that negative self-perception that says you're not good enough. It's a sense of being good enough and not good enough at once, of moving forward while recognizing that wherever I am is exactly where I need to be. And that's the avoid that the Rebbe is being masbir of hishtoikikus b'soycha betel. And be'ezrus Hashem, you know, we should be zaycha from the words of the living tzaddik to be makabel, just a little bit of etzas pshutos to try and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with both elements, with hishtaikikus, which is the desire to move forward. But at the same point, the second we're done with our avoda, to re-enter into a mindset of chachma, which is to be mavatal ourselves, and to also realize that all of our hishtaikikus is only from HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. But as